Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Brenzi. Level two has begun. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, the degenerate gamblers, and everybody else in between. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates as we're breaking it down. Wild card weekend. It's actually super wild card weekend because today uh, felt like wild card weekend, but the numbers are set. The Buffalo Bills lay six and a half points to the Indianapolis Colts. The total is 51 and a half. The Seattle Seahawks, who's going to quarterback uh, the Los Angeles Rams? We don't know. Is Cooper Cup going to be back from COVID? We don't know. But we do know that right now the Seattle Seahawks are four and a half point favorites, and the total is pretty low at 42 and a half. Uh, that game is at 440 on Saturday afternoon, all times Eastern. Of course, Indianapolis and Buffalo get the party started at 105 Saturday afternoon, and Bills Mafia are unhappy and wondering why the hell the Bills have to play the first game uh, up, considering they are one of the more entertaining teams in the National Football League, and they are one of the higher-scoring teams in the National Football League. But the reason why the Indianapolis Colts and the Buffalo Bills are playing so early, you know, so the golden boy, the pretty boy, Ooh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's got to be in prime time, doesn't he? As the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will take on the Washington football team. And maybe now that's all it took. You just need to get rid of that damn name. You get rid of the name and you suddenly make the playoffs as the Washington football team. I don't know if things are going so well for them. They might just keep uh, this name when it's all said and done. Uh, Tampa Bay, seven and a half point road. Uh, favorites. Washington get to host the game because they're division champions. 46 and a half is the total. The Baltimore Ravens on a five-game win streak. Ravens are throttling teams, but they've been beating up bad teams. But speaking of bad teams, Tennessee's not a bad team, but their defense is bad. And uh, Baltimore, a big revenge spot for them. They've lost a couple of times to Tennessee, including in the playoffs. And it's going to be tough to beat Baltimore for a third time. Number opened up at three, got bet up to three and a half. Total is 54 and a half. The Bears get into the playoffs. That's right. The Chicago Bears lost to the Green Bay Packers. But since the Rams uh, beat the Cardinals, the Bears get into the playoffs. And the New Orleans Saints probably get the easiest matchup out of anybody in getting the Chicago Bears. Saints uh, in the Bayou laying eight and a half. Total 47 and a half. And the Sunday night nightcap, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who we told you would cover the number, getting the big points against Cleveland. Now they're laying three and a half to the Cleveland Browns. Level two, bring it. To be honest, we should come with a warning label. Caution. 24-hour sports talk. May cause mild addiction. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners, and I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute, $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coaches. Hot. Line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. 
Cincinnati. Not Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? Great time of the year to be a football fan, to be a football better. Uh, you know, we've got six wild card games. We've got the national championship game. So, in other words, we've got seven games. And, guys, the games are, are um, you know, the games are coming to a close. This is like the Olympics. It's only a couple of days left. It's time to hook up with that hot Swedish chick uh, in the Olympic Village. All right, it's time to take your shot now uh, because the Olympiad are coming to a close here soon. Like, guys, like, you know, it's a lot like March Madness, which I know it's easy to forget March Madness because it didn't happen last year, but... You know, like March Madness, people say, oh, it's so great. There's so much basketball. There really isn't, right? There's so much basketball before March Madness. The week before March Madness is the crazy week. All the conferences are playing. There's basketball all day, every day for like two weeks, okay? Uh, March Madness, there's a bunch of games on Thursday morning, a few games on Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, Friday morning, and then boom. Already in a Saturday and Sunday, there's not that many games left and that many teams left. And... It's the same thing in the National Football League. We get this super wild card weekend, but so there's six games. There's going to be four games uh, the following weekend, and, and then boom, another two games, and then the Super Bowl, right? So there's not you know that much NFL football left. So we've got to get it right on the way out here, guys. I've always been a big believer in this. We've had a good NFL betting year, not a great NFL betting year, uh, but a winning. NFL betting year. That's always good. Uh, you know, it's you know how I can tell if I'm winning or not. It's like how you know when was the last time I reloaded my account? And fortunately, it's been a little while. Like I haven't you know reloaded. I haven't uh, thought about that in, in a little while. We've been chipping away. It's been up. It's been down. The bowl games are always tough, but a great time of the year right now. So six NFL games and the national championship game. So we've got football Saturday. We got football Sunday. And then we got the title game on Monday. All right, so big week. We got a big week of football to break down. We're going to break down all the games, break down all the props. Let's take a look at the futures right now that are set now that the playoff picture is set. So the Kansas City Chiefs are the Super Bowl favorites. Uh, nobody's repeated since the Patriots in what, was like 2003 and four. I'm always bad with years. If I was on like a sports trivia show, I'd get the answer right, but they'd be like, sorry, dude, you're off by a year. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. It's been forever. That, you know, no one's repeated. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people who think that the Buffalo Bills are going to knock off the Kansas City Chiefs, but the Buffalo Bills aren't the only team in the AFC. And I want to sort of play it out, and let's take a look at, all right, what do we think is going to happen? And then what happens after that? All right, like, let's take a look at the NFL bracket, so to speak. But first... Let's check in with the Super Bowl futures and see if there's any value left to be taken on the board here. The Kansas City Chiefs plus 220. No value left here. If you like the Kansas City Chiefs, and we told you this about a month ago, and I didn't have a problem with taking the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, although there's no guarantee that they are, yet you could have got them at like plus 400. Like they were routinely, you know, plus 380, plus 390. The plus 400, it was always a little bit below 400 for the most part this year. Earlier in the year, it was plus 400, but it really did linger in the plus 360 and the plus 380 range for the most part. And now it settles in at plus 220. But this is what we're talking about now. The Chiefs would need to win two games and then the Super Bowl 
And they're not going to be that big of favorites against everybody. Like, they're going to play a good team in a Super Bowl. If they play the Packers, it's not like the Chiefs are going to be seven-point favorites. So, is there value, in my opinion, at plus 220 for the Kansas City Chiefs? No. There, there is not. The Green Bay Packers are the second choice right now to win the Super Bowl. Plus 480. And I'm going to be, um, I'll be Sammy Square on this one and say, I don't see how anybody's beating the Green Bay Packers in the NFC. There are good teams. There are good teams in, in, the, in the NFC. Seattle are very good, but I don't think Seattle have what it takes. Like, Seattle are going to ha- like have a hard time with the Rams. I think they'll survive, but they'll have a hard time. Like, will they even get to Green Bay type of thing, Seattle? Like, I don't know if Seattle can run the table and then go and win in freezing cold conditions there. They could. I'm not saying Green Bay are invincible, but, man, we were talking about Matt Mc- uh, Mike McCarthy being a, a tool bag earlier. And, you know, you look at Matt LaFleur. So, Mike McCarthy, Matt LaFleur. All right, so, Mike and Matt. Look at the Green Bay Packers since McCarthy's been gone. I mean, last year, people didn't believe in the Packers, and they won 13 games and made it to the NFC Conference Championship game, and all we heard about how is they're not really all that good. And here they are now again. Now, if you think about it, you look at Aaron Rodgers' career. Aaron Rodgers has been a stud. Aaron Rodgers really is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play the game. I don't dispute it. But Aaron Rodgers has as many Super Bowl rings as Brad Johnson does. Aaron Rodgers has starred and has won as many Super Bowls as Nick Foles has, as Trent Dilfer has, all right? Like, for you know, Aaron Rodgers, if for Aaron Rodgers to really differentiate himself here, to step up, like, Aaron Rodgers wins again, and he'll get treated like he's won four times instead of twice. He's already treated like Brady as it is. He's already, you know what I mean? But he's only won once, and you can look back on Aaron Rodgers' career. Was it McCarthy's fault? Some people will say it is. Pack, some Packer fans will say, you know what? We told you McCarthy was holding this guy back. Right now, you look, you got a more modern coach and, and the Green Bay Packers. They made it to the conference championship game last year, and here they are knocking on the door. So what I'm saying is I don't think they're going to choke this year. I talked about it. Jair Alexander is a great football player. People don't talk about him because on defense, right? But people talk about the Jalen Ramsey's in the world, the Trey Whites and the Gilmores. But Jair Alexander is a very good football player that can shut down your top receiver, or at least slow down your top receiver. The Green Bay Packers defensively can make enough plays. They're going to be tough to beat at home. It could be nasty weather by the time the Packers end up playing football. And, you know, you look at the teams in the NFC, the Saints are good, but you notice the Saints have been beating up bad teams with, like, you know, with dealing with their situation. Yet, they're going to be playing a good team. Is Drew Brees going to get it done? You know, is Michael Thomas suddenly just going to appear? Is everyone not going to have COVID? Are the refs not going to screw the Saints? You know, I don't know. I'm not feeling it for the Saints. You know what I mean? Like, between Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, who's got another Super Bowl run left in them? I'm saying Aaron Rodgers more than Drew Brees right now. And, you know, they got a home field advantage. They're peaking. They're playing great football. They're healthy. Yeah, they lost one of their, their back terror. They lose their linemen. That sucks, but it is what it is. To me, the Packers are damn dangerous and are going to the Super Bowl. And I say this because, unlike a lot of people, I'm going to give you guys my predictions here. 
So I think that the um, I think the Green Bay Packers, I think the Green Bay Packers are going to win the NFC Conference Championship. It's only plus 175. So then to win the Super Bowl is plus 480. Now we get to, to the Buffalo Bills. You know, it's crazy, man. Every week we talk about the Buffalo Bills and the numbers change because I know, I remember we were talking with Bobby the other night and I said, all right, this is it. And I told you guys the other night, I said, this is it, guys. I said, this, I said, for the Bills, it was 20 to 1, it was 22 to 1, it was 17 to 1, it was 13 to 1. And I said, last week, it was 10 to 1. I said, it's still not a bad number. 10 to 1, Bills to win the Super Bowl, 10 to 1. Now the Bills are the third choice on the board right now to win the Super Bowl, plus 750. And I still don't think it's a terrible bet. But it's tough. The Bills need to win four. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There are 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Go on, you stupid horse. I got my last 10 bucks on you. No, don't look at me. Run. No, don't come over here. Uh, oh, boy. Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Marenzi. Throwing it down. Shout out to our crew. Great job uh, this evening. We're off and running. 2021. Happy New Year to Mateus in Los Angeles. And, of course, our main man, Yang, in the pit in Midtown Manhattan. I am Gabriel Marenzi. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. Happy New Year. Hopefully you cash some tickets uh, today. If you bet the overs, uh, you did pretty well. When it was all said and done today, we went 12-8. and eight. We had 20 bets, uh, including all of our props and everything. And you know what's crazy? We went, um, we go 12-8, and eight, except four of our losses involved the Dallas Cowboys. That's why, you know, uh, earlier I was a little bit upset about that uh, dumbass McCarthy and Kellen Moore. Like I said, Kellen Moore turned down the Boise State job over the weekend. And I get it. You're an offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. And seriously... If I was like, if I was working for the Cowboys, why would you leave for any job? It doesn't matter how bad at your job you are with Jerry Jones. He won't fire you. He might rip you. He might ridicule you. He might cry. He might come in the room. He might stand on the sidelines awkwardly, but he's not going to fire you. Like he won't. You know what I mean? Like either Jerry Jones, you know, like, I don't know. I guess Jerry Jones is a really nice man. <laughs> like, I am. Uh, I think Jared Jones, whatever, I think he is a nice guy. But I think what it is really is he's just too stubborn and he doesn't want to admit that he's wrong when he makes these decisions and he gets locked in, right? He hung on to Garrett too long. Clearly McCarthy. Think about all like the hot coaches. It's 2020 right now, uh, 2021, and, you know, the modern era. And he hires McCarthy. Like, really? Like, that that was your hire. You got what you deserve, Mr. Jones. Uh, you really did, and your players are gutless too. It's not just the it's not just the coaches, all right. You look, oh, it was Garrett. 
Sort of like the Texas Longhorns. A lot of similarities between the Cowboys and the Longhorns. Heavily hyped. Oh, they're great. Texas this and that. Football, blah, blah. But you look at Texas, uh, whatever. You guys ran Mac Brown out of town. All right? Uh, and then, all right, oh, Charlie Strong, hot guy. Yeah, Charlie Strong, oh, no, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Strong sucks. Charlie Strong's fault. Tom Herman, oh, Tom Herman's a great coach. Tom Herman is an underdog, always covers. Tom Herman's a great coach. Tom Herman's going to win a championship with Texas. So, Tom Herman, you're gone. Like, I don't know. Is it the coaches? Or is it the players you're recruiting all the time? Right? Like, at some point... At some point, you need to look in the mirror, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like Dallas Cowboy players, you know, were ripping, ripping the coaching staff this year, saying, oh, our coaching staff, we're unprepared. Whatever, guys. You guys have been like this for years. Teams have known your plays for years, right? Like the Cowboys have been so predictable. Like today, their season's on the line. And the Giants, trust me, the Giants did their best today to lose this game, all right? Cowboys intercepted Jones a bunch of times. Like, they turned it over. They got the ball at midfield. And there, there they go. You know, first down, let's run Zeke Elliott right up the middle. A play that has no chance. Picks up one yard. Second and nine. Well, we better throw the ball now. Eddie Dalton incomplete. Third down, sack. All right, there goes, there goes, uh, that, um, there goes that drive. So... You know, it's, um, it gets old. Like, how many times are you going to see the Cowboys? How many times are you going to see the Cowboys inside the 10 today or inside the 20? And they're like, you know, it's all of them. It's just actually all of them. But it can't always be the coaches. The coaches are an easy way out all the time. It's sort of like, like Adam Gase. You know, was Adam Gase a good coach with the Jets? No. Uh, but did the Jets ever have a good roster? No. And whenever they did have a good player, they traded him for whatever reason. And I don't think it was just really Gase's fault. The whole thing with Gase is he's not really a jerk. He just doesn't talk to anybody. So, and I spoke to Jet players off the record about Gase even, and they told me that. They said, I don't know. I said, because I asked them point blank. I said, what's it like with Gase? I said, everyone, he gets ripped all the time. I said, what's he really like in real life? And a couple of dudes on the Jets told me they were defensive players and pretty big-name guys. And they told me, point blank, they go, I don't know. They said, I don't know. I never talked to him. <laughs> like, like, both dudes said, we never see him, really. They said, he doesn't really talk to the team that much. Um, you know, the assistants, like, talk. Gase is in his office. And they said he's a psycho. They said he works. Like, they said all he does is watch film all the time. But... Um, Said he doesn't really talk to anybody. And that was the big thing. So, you know, Gase isn't like some big jerk that they all laugh at. But the problem is, you're talking about a group of 53 men in an NFL room. You can't just leave them on their own. All right? You leave them on their own. Bad habits are going to develop. And then the bad culture develops. And I don't know who the player was today was asked about that. That played for Gase and now plays for Flores. And they said, what's the difference? And he said, just discipline. He said, basically, you know, Flores is on top of you for everything, and Gase isn't around, right? So Gase lets all these problems fester, and and, and Gase clearly did have a problem getting along with his better players, or they just wanted out because they, they didn't want to deal with the crap. But it's not always the coach's fault. The players have to be accountable as well. All right, so the Kansas City Chiefs are plus 220. 
uh, odds courtesy of FanDuel. Kansas City Chiefs, plus 220. Green Bay Packers, plus 480. And as we were saying, the Chiefs, to me, are vulnerable. Like, I think the Chiefs can get knocked off more so than the Packers could, even as crazy as this sounds. I think the Packers at plus 480 right now is not a bad bet. You could argue, okay, you could take them to win the uh, the NFC, but you're only getting plus 175. Because basically, listen, you take the Packers at plus 480, they, you know, they only have to play two games. They did get the bye. So they only have to play two games. They're going to be tough to beat at home. They most likely get to the Super Bowl. And you never know who's going to get to the Super Bowl from the AFC. The AFC is pretty crazy and wide open. I'm a Buffalo Bill fan, but listen, I'm not booking a flight to Tampa right now. All right? I know, like, you know, they're going to have to, you know, we're going to go through the bracket here. It's not going to be easy for the Buffalo Bills. There's no free passes. There's no free passes in the AFC, but there are free passes. It's like Wayne's World, backstage VIP in the NFC. I mean, come on. You want a free pass? You've got Washington. There's a free pass for you. You want another free pass? you got Chicago. There's another free pass for you. You want another free pass? You have a Los Angeles Rams team with an Alliance League quarterback, no Cooper Cup, no running backs. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like he, yeah. And, oh, yeah, Aaron Donald. I get, listen, Aaron Donald is badass enough. And, listen, Cam Akers did play today, too. I shouldn't say they don't have any running backs. But um, Aaron Donald is badass enough to get away with it. But they asked Aaron Donald after the game. And I like it only in the sense that at least he's honest. And a lot of people would, you know, just have a garbage line. But they asked him after the game. They said, so it's set up now. You're going to play the Seahawks in the playoffs. And uh, he said, good. That's who we wanted. And they said, oh, they like kind of, what? Like, you want to repeat that? And he did. He said, yeah. He said, Seattle? He said, that's who we wanted. Boom. <laughs> like, Aaron Donald not playing around. That's who we wanted. Really? I don't know, man. If I, if I was the Los Angeles Rams, I would have rather wanted Washington. All right? Yeah, that's who you wanted. Yeah, yeah, that's who you wanted. I would have rather Washington. I would have rather Chicago. <laughs> I would have rather like a lot of other teams as opposed to uh, having to go to play the Seattle Seahawks. But, hey, it is what it is. So, uh, Packers plus 480, I don't have a problem with it. I think, they, I think they're going to win the NFC. They're plus 175 to win uh, the, 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 the conference. Buffalo Bills plus 750. So, the Buffalo Bills get the Colts. The Bills get the Colts, and let's assume... And, you know, we all know what happens uh, when we assume, right? But let's just say for uh, our conversation's take and our projection here as we're talking about the future playoff uh, futures here. So who's going to play who if who beats who? So let's say the Buffalo Bills is the two seed, beat the Indianapolis Colts. They wouldn't play the Chiefs right away. That's the benefit of being the two seed, Right. So they wouldn't play the Chiefs. So the lowest remaining teams, the lowest remaining teams would play against the Chiefs. So basically, the Ravens or the Titans are the five and the four, and the Browns are the six and the three. So if the Browns upset, let's say the Bills beat the Colts, if the Browns upset the Steelers, the Browns would get Kansas City the following week. 
and then the Buffalo Bills would play the winner. The Buffalo Bills would play the winner of Baltimore and Tennessee. If the Pittsburgh Steelers were to beat the Cleveland Browns, then the Buffalo Bills would host the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Chiefs would play the winner of the Ravens and Titans. So it's actually not that complicated. If we assume that Buffalo's the first game up, so let's say Buffalo beats the Colts, uh, Buffalo beats the Colts, and, and then the Chiefs would play the lowest seed after, the lowest seed after, if Pittsburgh beats Cleveland, which I actually think Pittsburgh will beat Cleveland. So I think then we'll be looking at Buffalo hosting Pittsburgh, and Buffalo will beat Pittsburgh. And then the Ravens or the Titans would go to the Chiefs, and ah, the Chiefs will probably survive that, but it could be a battle. Late night anger management class. We're breaking down NFL futures. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Super wild card. Bring it. Vent your rage. There's a pandemic going on out there. It's catchy. It's called The Winning Edge. And the only place you can get it is right here. Get on the grid and stay there. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So many sports. So many memories. So many players. So many teams. So many great matchups. So many possibilities. Now are you really going to pass all that up? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Late night anger management class. We're rolling. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Lamarenzi. Shout out to all my radio affiliates, wherever you may be. Happy New Year. It's 2021. Hopefully it's a better year than 2020. We're talking Super Bowl futures uh, right now. We're going to break down the games. Ian Cameron's going to join us. I want to get to, I want to clear the deck as far as college football. A lot of college football news uh, to get to, too. Uh, take a look at the championship game. Uh, so the Kansas City Chiefs plus 220, Packers plus 480, Buffalo Bills plus 750. And, you know, we'll move on from here. We're just sort of setting the table of what would happen in the AFC, who would play who. And it's not all that complicated. If Buffalo beats Indianapolis and Pittsburgh uh, beats Cleveland, then Pittsburgh would be at Buffalo and the winner of the Ravens and the Titans would be at the Chiefs. If the Browns upset the Pittsburgh Steelers, which I don't think they're going to, uh, but if the Browns did win the football game, if the Browns uh, won the game, um, then they would be at Kansas City and Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo would get the winner of Baltimore and uh, Tennessee. And as a Buffalo Bill fan, I don't want that. I would rather get the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'd rather have the Steelers beat the Browns. The Bills could beat the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger again. And it wouldn't be easy. It wouldn't be easy, and then I would just hope for the best that the Ravens or the Titans would could knock off the Chiefs, and then the Bills could potentially have home field advantage in the AFC Conference Championship game. 7,600 fans allowed um, at Ralph Wilson Stadium. I don't call it new era, 
It's the Ralph, or it's actually Rich Stadium. Let's be real. It's Rich Stadium. It's the same damn stadium. <laughs> they just, when they renovate it, they just paint the, the concrete. That's what they do there. They just paint the concrete black. <laughs> That's the renovations. They paint the wall black. That's what they did once. It's like 200 million bucks. Like, I don't really know what you did. It's kind of the same. You, I guess you painted the wall black. Yeah, there's a black Bills logo. <laughs> like, it's like, it's made out of paint. How much did that cost? It's not even like a logo. Uh, it's like graffiti. But, um, you know, Buffalo Bills are kicking ass right now, 13-3. and three. So the Cleveland Browns get in, and we told you guys all week, man, the Browns, you can't trust these guys laying 10 points in a situation like this today. And they nearly lost the damn game, man. They nearly lost the game, all right? Pittsburgh nearly tied it. They scored a touchdown, and they went for two, but they didn't get the two. Otherwise, it would have been tight. And now Cleveland's got to go back to Pittsburgh here after playing him in Cleveland. And I don't know, man. Pittsburgh nearly beat these guys today without caring. And there's a lot of criticism of the Pittsburgh Steelers football team, but they are a 12-4 and football team. And they are playing at home against a team that hasn't been in the playoffs since 2002. Just enjoying a nice... Uh, Nice sip of uh, ice cold Pepsi. Uh, I'm not a, a Pepsi over Coke guy. I can drink uh, either one of them, but I got to tell you, I've enjoyed uh, I've enjoyed the uh, the bottle of Pepsi uh, that I'm crushing during this show uh, right now. All right, so I'm also enjoying talking about these NFL futures. I, I want to pull the trigger. I'm not the most patient person. I'm not a very patient person, but. Um, I think there is a little bit of value on the board here. So let's keep on moving through the odds and let's take a look at the NFC bracket and see who will play who. I think it's a little easier to figure out, or is it? Or is it? As you know what, there could be an upset or two along the way here in the NFC. So we got six and a half Buffalo, Indianapolis, four and a half Seattle, we know that. Now we get into a Washington. So Washington make the playoffs. Hell of a story. Ron Rivera is a great guy. Ron Rivera is a great guy. He had cancer. Fought cancer this year. Dealt with the crap of the Washington organization that comes with the job. Handled it marvelously. Always controversy. You know, they just hired the right guy. We all knew at the time he was just the right hire. You know what I mean? To bring credibility to the franchise. Yet, you know, when all these other teams have excuses... When Jerry Jones compared his situation, you know, like to to the uh, the Broncos not having a quarterback and all that, which is a pile of crap. You look at the New York Giant players tonight, instead of manning up and saying, you know what, we should have won one more game this year. No, no, they're blaming the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles, well, look at uh, Carson Wentz, feeling sorry for himself. Zach Ertz, you know, feeling sorry for himself. And look at Washington, man. Dude had cancer. They got a crazy-ass owner. They don't have a name. Um, they had a crazy quarterback that didn't was, wasn't prepared, that was, like, you know, hanging out with strippers and in hotel rooms, maskless. It was, you know, Alex Smith comes back. He's got one leg. He keeps turning the ball over. You know, they, they bring in Heineke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, really, they went to hell and back, Washington, and they managed to make it this far. You got to tip your cap to them. And I'll tell you what, 
If you ask me, guys, and I don't know what you feel about this, and I'll ask you guys on Twitter now, even though it's in the late night hours, but in the chat right now, our live chat as well, and of course on Twitter at Sports Rage, who's the who's the favorite here that's most vulnerable this weekend? Buffalo minus six and a half, Seattle minus four and a half, Tampa Bay minus seven and a half, Baltimore minus three and a half, New Orleans minus eight and a half. Pittsburgh minus uh, three and a half. Now, listen, you could argue, all right, listen, Baltimore, it's no lock. Baltimore's going to beat Tennessee. The game's in Tennessee, all right? Cleveland and Pittsburgh is a short point spread, but I think Pittsburgh will win a close football game. Cleveland will find, Cleveland's not going to win this game. They're not ready to go into Pittsburgh and win in prime time on a Sunday night. Ben's arm will be refreshed. Pittsburgh will be fired up for this. I, you know, in my own personal opinion, as crazy as it sounds, and listen, I was on the Philadelphia Eagles plus the points tonight, and we won the bet, and we covered. But now with Washington, we're getting seven and a half. They lose Mike Evans, Tampa Bay, and Washington's defense, guys, Washington's defense is good enough to piss Tom Brady off. Now, listen, they're going to need Tampa to have a bad night, but Tampa are not a dominant football team. They're a good football team. But they're not a dominant football team. And Tom Brady, we all know this. If there's one thing, if there's one thing about Tom Brady that he doesn't like is pressure in his face. All right. He likes pressure in his face as much as he likes the media. Um, he does not like pressure, Tom Brady. He, get, he gets rid of the ball. He gets frustrated. He starts yelling at people. Uh, they get out of sync. And... The Washington football team, I think, you know what I mean? Listen, their offense is going to be in tough here. Washington's offense is going to be in tough to put enough points on the board to win this football game. They're going to have to score like 24 points or something, you know? And their defense is going to have to step up. Looking at the weather on Saturday in uh, in Washington, 40 degrees, 11-mile-an-hour winds. So basically, weather won't be a factor. If you were Washington, and I know that Tom Brady is a good cold weather player, but still, if I was Washington, I would have preferred it like to be a snowstorm or something crazy. You know what I mean? Just to add like some you know, a dynamic to this. But man, like Washington have nothing to lose. Tampa Bay, you know, Bruce Arians is a pretty uptight guy. You know, it's only one game, guys. Things can start to go wrong. Washington get a little momentum. Man, that Chase Young guy's a hell of a leader, man. You know, that, that kid is a hell of a leader already. So positive, great player. We have monster physically. That defense, man, Montez Sweat, and you got Sweat, you got Chase Young, uh, you got Darby in the secondary, you got that kid, uh, you know, the 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 Carl kid, the curl uh kid tonight. You know, he's got three interceptions, four interceptions in the last three games. Like they're they're you you can just tell. Like, when you watch Washington's stop unit, their defense, you're like, damn, these guys are good. <laughs> like, And they have fun. You know what I mean? Like, they, you can tell. They're like, yeah, hey, let's go out here. We're going to cause a turnover. We're going to make them go backwards. They won't score on us. Like, And we've seen, man, Washington have manned up against some good offenses this year. So I'm not sitting here telling you right now that, oh, it's a lock, tamper, losing this game outright, but... I tell you what, I'm in no hurry to be laying the seven and a half points right now. And 
if you ask me, if you look at all these, you know, if you look at the teams here, and all right, who can get knocked off? I think Tampa could be a little bit vulnerable. Tampa, you know what I mean? They don't run the football. It's on the road. You're playing a team with a great defense. You're playing a team with a great defense. And Washington can do a lot of things that frustrate Tom Brady. They have a great secondary. They can slow down the passing attack. Um, like I said, Washington's metrics defensively, like you don't throw for on these guys. You don't throw on them. And like good quarterbacks didn't throw on these guys this year. So it's not like Brady's just going to be able to play pitch and catch out there with his guys. And, you know, turnover here, fumble there, Washington get, uh, get all dialed up. Like I said, they're playing with house money. Tampa Bay's the one that spent like $200 million or whatever, right? Tampa Bay's the one that signed every available player, felon, and, um, and, and uh, parolee, essentially. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't care. Like, Tampa was like, yeah, whatever. If he's good, let's just sign him. You know, from, you know, Rob Gronkowski, because he knows Brady, to Antonio Brown, to, you know what I mean? Like, they've just, Leonard Fournette. Like, Tampa, you know, Bruce Arians is not getting any younger. Tom Brady's not getting any younger. The Super Bowl is in Tampa, all right? And that's another thing, guys. Teams never play in the Super Bowl when it's in their city. It never happens, right? I don't know. There's something to it. You know, in, in the Canadian Football League, there's like nine teams, and it's the same thing. It's like incredibly rare that a team in the CFL ever plays at home. <laughs> like, and I've always been baffled by that. Same in the Super Bowl. It's like you figure like, well, you can kind of fall ass backwards like once into this or twice, right? And I think, you know, it's happened like Miami played at Miami in the early days type thing. You know what I mean? But like teams just don't, it never happens. Like, whether it's the pressure or whatever, but there's a lot of pressure on Tampa Bay. So, Tampa Bay are like seven and a half. I would say, out of all these games, that I do think that uh, Washington are a dangerous team for Tampa. All right, so we've given you the futures KC plus 220, Green Bay plus 480, Buffalo plus 750. The New Orleans Saints are plus 750. All right, the problem with the New Orleans Saints is. They've been beating up on a lot of bad teams down the stretch, and they've been able to do it with backup quarterbacks and backup running backs, and I give them credit. Sean Payton's a great coach, but if you add it all up with the New Orleans Saints, what are we going to get from Drew Brees? What are we going to get from Michael Thomas? What are we going to get from their, are they healthy, COVID-wise? What about all their running backs? What about the fact that it's, it is real, and you can't overlook it, it is real, what about the fact that uh, the National Football League and the referees always screw, always screw Sean Payton in the playoffs, <laughs> right? Like, you can't overlook it. You can't overlook They don't like them, right? They don't like them. And it's, you know, it's a lot for them to overcome. Between all their injuries, and quite frankly, I don't think they're as good as Green Bay. I think they can hang with Green Bay. I think they're good. But are New Orleans any better than Seattle? Look, Seattle are 13 to 1. New Orleans are plus 750. Tampa are 10 to 1. I'll tell you right now. I'll, you know, I'll take the Green Bay Packers at plus 480. I think the second team to beat is Seattle. We'll break it down and more. Bring it.
We are the first 24-hour network giving you the most extensive fantasy sports and odds coverage of all major sports. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. As you continue listening to Sports Grid, ask yourself and be honest. Am I listening enough? Probably not. 16 hours a day. That's all we ask. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Late night anger management class, three in the morning, level two, quickest 180 minutes in sports. Big week uh, this week as we celebrate our 19th anniversary of the late night anger management class. That's right, we've been doing this uh, for going on 19 uh, years. And it's pretty crazy. Uh, it actually started in 2002, and that's the last time that the last time that the uh, Cleveland Browns uh, made the playoffs. So uh, everything comes uh, full circle uh, here. And you know what? I actually remember that night. I actually remember the night, and they played against the um, they played against the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in the playoff game, didn't they? So it's crazy they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers again. All right, so we're taking a look at the futures uh, here. We're talking about who's the most vulnerable to get upset. So New Orleans Saints are plus 750. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And as we talked about, of course, uh, Tampa, the Super Bowl is in Tampa uh, this year. Baltimore Ravens are 11 to 1. And Baltimore are a dangerous team, guys. Baltimore are a dangerous team right now. You know, their problem is going to be tough to win three games in a row to get to the Super Bowl. But Baltimore, I, I wouldn't want to play them right now. I wouldn't want to play them. Uh, I, you know, Lamar Jackson does have something to prove. He's got to win a big football game. They've won five games in a row. They played a bunch of cream, uh, you know, cream puff uh, cupcakes along the way. But they're still a dangerous team. And it's interesting that Baltimore 11 to one and the Tennessee Titans not getting any respect at 28 to one. And Tennessee are good, but that defense, man, they don't get any pressure on the quarterback. Everyone can score on them. It's a big problem. All right, so New Orleans are plus 750. Tampa Bay are 10 to 1. The Baltimore Ravens are 11 to 1. Seattle Seahawks are 13 to 1 right now. Pittsburgh Steelers, 20 to 1. Tennessee Titans, 28 to 1. Los Angeles Rams, 29 to 1. The Indianapolis Colts are 41 to 1. The Cleveland Browns are 48 to 1. The Chicago Bears are 85 to 1, as are the Washington football team. 85 to 1 for the Chicago Bears. You'd have to give me like 8,501 for the Chicago Bears to win the Super Bowl. And even then, I wouldn't want to bet it. 85 to 1. Like 85 to 1 to what? Bring it. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Sports Grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.